Welcome to another episode of Two Guys, One Topic. I'm Ollie. And I'm Liam. Thank you for listening, everybody. If you're returning from a previous episode, or if this is a new one, thank you for joining us. So everyone knows the purpose of the podcast is for us all to learn about new topics. And the idea originally came about of us wanting to be able to have a conversation with anyone about anything. Yeah, when we say conversation, we mean maybe just, you know, four or five minutes. We think that'd be a really useful skill to learn. Something that you could use day to day, maybe with your mates at the pub, in a job interview, maybe chatting to the in-laws. We're going to cover a wide range of topics in the pod and we'll hopefully introduce you to something new, maybe a new topic, book, concept, you know, things we think that would be useful to learn. Sounds good. So everybody knows we're not experts in the subjects we cover. We've got an interesting one today. But this is just a summary of the research and the reading we've done. So the idea is we do all the hard work and then we share what we think is the most useful information with you. Yeah, right. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, if we can just help a few more people and learn a little bit more, uh, much like we do, I guess, uh, that'd be great. Sounds good to me. Shall we get started? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Right. This week, we're going to have a stab at discussing cryptocurrency. So then, Liam, cryptocurrency, as usual, we've had a week to go away, learn the subject and come back and share all of our our knowledge with everybody on the topic. Like we always do, do you just want to let me know your thoughts before you actually started to get into the research? Sheesh. This was a hard one, wasn't it? This was <laughs> mind boggling. <laughs> so we we message each other throughout the week, don't we, as we're, yeah. as we're learning things. And um, yeah, this week we were firing backwards and forwards about how hard this was to get your head round. So initially, I didn't know anything about cryptocurrency. I knew it had something to do with Bitcoin. I knew that, you know, it's all over the news and that its value changes and its price changes and it's getting a bit yep. more mainstream, but that's about yeah. it. What about yourself? So I, I just knew a few of the buzzwords around it, I think. So I knew cryptocurrency was like a digital currency. I knew the buzzword blockchain. Yeah. I knew like the buzzword decentralized. It's a decentralized currency, but I had no idea what that really means. And so, <laughs> yeah, like you say, when we when we started to get into this, you can get very technical and very deep with it. So we're going to make sure today that we we cover enough of this subject, enough of this topic, so that you can hold a sensible conversation with somebody about it and um, at least know what what it is people are talking about. Yeah, it's what we were saying, wasn't it, throughout the week. It's like, this is so complicated. People must go to universities to study this for years on end. You know, this is properly complicated. And (laughs) all we really want out of this is just to be able to do it. If somebody says to me, you know, you heard about that blockchain thing, just just so I can have a little chat about it. Yes. Um, So, you know, if anyone's listening, don't maybe don't expect us to get too serious about this because... (laughs) Our pods are only about half an hour. We ain't got enough time. Can I can I throw another disclaimer in there from us? Yeah, Do not on. make any investment decisions nah. based on what we tell you. Prices can go up and go down. We, we've, <laughs> we've said before, actually, haven't we, that, that one one pod or one series we'd like to do is have people come back to us, like professionals, and yeah. uh, you know interview them almost and just have them listen to our pod and then come back and tell us how close we were to, to the thing we're talking about. Yeah, maybe this is one to one to choose. So let's let's jump in. Let's actually get into it then. So, in terms of cryptocurrency, yep, 
Do you have a definition or, or what is it that you think cryptocurrency is? So I've gone with, um, so I've got some notes written down because, you know, some things you can remember, but some things I have to just written, write notes down. I've gone with, so it's a, it's a digital currency. And one of the main differences is it's peer to peer. So it's, it's me to you instead of me to a bank to you. Yep. There's no middleman essentially. So whereas if I wanted to send you money, it would go through a bank, whether I'm, you know, on my phone, sending it directly to your bank account, it's still going through someone else. Yes. And someone else's taking time doing it, taking a cut of the money or whatever. This doesn't have that. It's direct. Um, yeah, exactly. So, so I, like you say, writing down what the definition was, this was one that um, I thought was put it quite elegantly where it says that cryptocurrencies solve the problems with decentralization and it making money transfers quicker, more traceable, transparent, and immutable. So it's it's that whole thing of how long it takes to do uh, money transfers and, like you say, people taking cuts of the money along the way, and it can take a long time for those money transfers. It can take you know a couple so, of days. And um, I think we're going to end up talking about this a bit later on. So should we just do you want to explain what decentralized? Because we're going to say that you know because I know what's coming when we say decentralized. Do you want to have a stab at explaining just what what we mean when we say this is decentralized? Yeah. Exactly. So everything up until blockchain, everything that had been um, near enough, everything that had been around in terms of either money or your driving license or certainly land registry in the developed world, everyone had kept a record of it in a central place. And yeah. if you ever wanted to go and check what the driving license number was, who owned the land or whatever, it would be held in a central place. And the idea of cryptocurrency is that there isn't one central database that holds all of the information about a cryptocurrency. It's spread yeah. across, as you said, this peer-to-peer network and anybody at any one time can see what's happening. Yeah. So the problem being, obviously, if something is centralized, it's called a ledger, wasn't it? I think that's what that's I kept it. hearing. It's called a ledger. You know, you record... I've sold my house to this person. They've then sold it to this person. They've then sold it. It's called a ledger and, and it would be written down, but it being held centrally like that, it's open to, um, uh, what's the word? Like fraud? I don't know if that's Corruption. the right word. Corruption, that's the right, that's the bad word. It's open to people tampering with it based. Tampering is probably the better word. And, you know, given people are starting to maybe trust their governments a little bit less, trust the banks perhaps a little bit less, being decentralized and and not having this central ledger that people can get to is quite a big deal, isn't it? I guess. Absolutely. And do you just then want to go on and say what the technology behind cryptocurrencies is and how it came about? So are we talking about the blockchain here? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So, so Satoshi Nakamoto. Now, Nobody really knows who this is or whether it's a he or a she or a group of people. There was an, it's an anonymous, um, published a paper basically um, stating that, that Bitcoin or cryptocurrency, he called it Bitcoin, but cryptocurrency, this digital currency is the future and that it's much safer to use if we could all just transact with each other and get rid of everybody in the middle. The problem was the technology to do that didn't exist. So there needed to be something to make that possible. And that became something called the blockchain. Do you agree with that? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And this is where you then have this distributed ledger 
So you have like a, a public database that's open to everyone. And what's interesting about the blockchain is that once something has been recorded inside the blockchain, it's virtually impossible for it to be changed. And so removing that element of corruption um, yeah. and removing that, that issue that, that, that came about. Super secure, super duper Absolutely. secure. So yeah, I actually wrote down, it's, so the blockchain, if you like, is this decentralized database that maintains the legitimacy of transaction histories. So it's it, like there's super trust in it. You know, you know, it, it's so complicated to edit that it cannot be edited and therefore it's super secure. Now, this blockchain, this this central database was originally to do with currency, wasn't it? And they were like, well, we could just track money going backwards and forwards between yeah. everybody. That's and right. Every computer on the network is has access to this database. So it's not one me to a bank, it's me to like a million people can see what's yes. happening. So where it started out as a financial thing, obviously the technology, everybody realized it can be used for other things. So like you said, um, what do you say? Driving licenses, yeah. title deeds of land, medical records. medical records. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's not just Bitcoin. When you say blockchain, the blockchain isn't just cryptocurrency, but it came about because of cryptocurrency. Yeah, that's right. So cryptocurrency couldn't exist without the blockchain. The blockchain yep. is in place and people have since realized that there's a lot of other uses for how they could use the blockchain. And what, what the, the blockchain does is it, it because it timestamps every record and keeps a track of what has happened, you can then use it for things like medical records, land registry, and know in full confidence that that information is accurate and hasn't been tampered with. There was, a, I read a a nice analogy, I think, about trying to explain blockchain and how moving away from a, a centralized approach to a decentralized approach. And that was comparing the Encyclopedia Britannica. So nah, the last I used to have that. Did you, yeah, did you see this one? The last issue of the Encyclopedia Britannica in 2010, um, they had 100 editors and 4,000 contributors to it. So, you know, this is the, the, the world's encyclopedia of what's going on, and it's reliant yeah. on really 100 editors. So what are they saying they condone in history or what they approve, you know, what they're putting in, condemning, or, you know, what actually goes in there is down to those 100 people, basically. Whereas now, a decentralized version of the Encyclopedia Britannica is Wikipedia. So this is yeah. where you've got everyone around the world. It's open. You've got 130,000 editors instead. And the chance of somebody going rogue is so small because it's public. You know, any edits that are made are public and they can be verified by anybody else. Yeah. So talking about that verification, when, um, when an edit is made... Everybody, it, everybody has to agree it. So everybody on the network. So, you know, if you've got a network of whatever, it, uh, millions of, of people, um, everybody needs to agree that the thing, you know, that I sold you this for this. Yeah. And everybody needs to agree that that is legit. Um, exactly. So it stops, yeah. Fraud the, or, or corruption. Yeah, it, can, yeah, it completely stops that fraud and corruption. It also, um, I was reading about when Bitcoin came about, partly was around the bailout that happened with the financial institutions in 2009 when okay there was a load of money that was just written off in terms of debt or you know banks were bailed out they're effectively given money so more money was printed 
And that means that at the time, somebody must have decided that, you know, there's more money in the needs to be pumped into the system. Yeah. And like they changed what the what the record, like the total amount of money was because they, they had the power to do so. Yeah. Which makes the money that you've got worthless or, or much less. Yep. Creates so inflation. They did it in um they did it in I think it's yeah, that's what I was gonna say, Venezuela. And um, did you see the thing where they they weigh at one point they were weighing money? Yeah. Because uh because so the, the Venezuela, like the government or the central bank, or I don't know that quite that part, they just printed more money. So the money became not worth anything. So it became that yeah, they just weigh it instead of counting it. It was crazy. These crisps right? cost four kilos of paper i guess um <laughs> yeah, exactly. so that was so right so so, uh, so so to recap then cryptocurrencies they work on the technology of blockchain and blockchain yep. is a distributed ledger so it's like a, a public database that everybody has access to rather than it yep. being in one central place because you know each bank they have their own ledger they're keeping their own records and you can't see into them you don't know what they're doing with the money yeah where and they can do what they want with them is is public yeah cool. exactly and yeah everybody can see what's happening at all times so dodgy things don't really happen which means your money or, or whatever it doesn't have to be money you know that's what when, you know these businesses realize other things um yeah it's a bit more safe so shall we, we yeah try and get <laughs> into are you thinking so what i'm thinking i'm thinking let's try and crack this so do you want to have a stab in whatever five minutes of explaining how the blockchain works? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's work together on this. So let's have a look at like blockchain in relation to cryptocurrency then, and sort of how it came okay. about. Um, so looking at you know Bitcoin, Bitcoin was the first cryptocurrency, and is quite synonymous with you know if if we fall into saying bitcoin you know we could easily just be referring to like any cryptocurrency i think that's probably fair yes. to say do you think so i, I think yeah from what i understand yeah so so we know that yeah bitcoin was the first currency that removed the need for a central authority and was able to be held on a public ledger so that everyone could see it um obviously just said about the the, the wikipedia um example there where it's a peer-to-peer -peer network and there's, there's a few things that cryptocurrency needs from their blockchain, one of them being cryptography, which is where, where the word comes from for, for cryptocurrency. And this is yep. where you're solving a mathematical puzzle. Do you want to say about the puzzles? Yeah, okay. So, so when a transaction is made between two people, in, in the blockchain, it's broadcast to the, to the entire network. So I'm going to sell you something that goes, right, Liam's selling only something, it goes out to the whole network. It needs to be verified, that transaction, before it can be official, like we were saying. It gets verified, it gets given a, it's called a hash, which is like a, it's like a, what is it, a 64-digit number, I think, or with some letters in as well. Yep. Alpha new and, um, yeah, that, to get that, 64 digit hash you have to do some super super complicated cryptographic solving i guess using really really high powered computers and things and what happens is you might have heard of the term bitcoin mining or mining bitcoin That's these it. people are called these people are called miners and as soon as our transaction goes out to the network all of the miners race to try and work out what the 64 digit hash would be 
for our transaction. And then once they've solved that using some quite complicated algorithms that we don't stand a chance of explaining, they then they share the, the hash or the, the answer to the puzzle to the network. Everybody verifies it because it's really easy to verify, but very hard to solve. Yes. And then as soon as it's verified, it gets stamped. It's like a fingerprint. That, that number just sticks with our transaction forever. And the, the, the term that they give for that is proof of work. So it's, yeah, yeah, the, it's, yeah. a, it's a proof of work algorithm. And if you manage to solve the maths problem, which takes, as Liam yeah. said, it takes huge computational power. Like it takes enormous amount of effort to solve these. You know, there's this huge data centers set up just trying to solve these, um, these, these maths problems. But when you do solve it, you then earn the right to write the next page in the block of the blockchain. And for going to all that effort to do that, you get a reward. And so as part of the, the blockchain, you're incentivized and everybody's incentivized to keep it honest and try and solve all these problems. And they're paid in Bitcoin. Up. And you, you get, yeah, you get a coin in return for your effort. So you get paid in Bitcoin to, so basically their job is to, um, to, to just confirm that a transaction is legit. They do so by solving this puzzle. This puzzle gives us a fingerprint, which like a hash that gets put in the next block in the chain. So the chain would go, um, I bought a house off of Jimmy, one block. You then buy a house off of me, next block. It's um, chronological. So it's really easy to follow the history of transactions. So that's that's another reason why it's so secure. You can just go one to the other to the other. As As you get further along the block, solving that puzzle gets harder and harder and harder. So, you know, it's even harder to, to sabotage it, I guess. Yes. Yeah, that's right. And then exactly as you said, once you've solved the problem, it gets pushed out to the network and then the network then verify that, which you, like you said, you can do very quickly. And then it, it, you then have a consensus across the network that yes, that is the right answer to the puzzle create another block in the blockchain and then yeah. it all starts over again. Yeah. And, the and that, reason... block is now, that block is now you own the house, for example, yes. until you want to sell it. And then there's a new block on the end. And this is why it's so hard to have fraudulent activity on it and why it's so secure. Because once you've, once you've solved, uh, or even if you claim to solve a puzzle, if you claim to have solved a maths problem and you've got the wrong answer and you distribute it to the network, you won't get that consensus and you need over Yeah, because everyone will just say no. Yeah, you need over 50% of the network to say yes, that that is the, the right answer. So the other way around, if you were trying to do something fraudulent or dodgy, you would have to get over 50% of this peer-to-peer -peer network of millions of machines Everybody. around the world yeah, yeah, yeah. agreeing yeah. to your fraudulent activity, which is near impossible because people are incentivized to keep it honest and to keep it working as it should do. Okay. All right. So. Does that make sense to you? How, yeah. Well, I mean, it makes sense to, I, I, yeah, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> Could I hold a conversation about this now? Probably. I think Do I know the exact ins and outs of it? Maybe not. Maybe I need a bit more than a week. Um, yeah. But so does it have any value, Bitcoin, then? What did you find out about that? Because that's obviously the one of the biggest 
the biggest things at the minute. Yeah, this everyone's is all about thing. it. So it's, I, I guess this this partly goes back to why does anything have value? And like for you, like the, the money, the pounds or dollars or euros that's that's in your pocket today, they've got value because we decided that if I give you a hundred pounds, you will give me something in return for a hundred pounds. So it's um, originally it was linked to gold, wasn't it? Money? Yeah, it was part, part of the gold standard. Part of the gold standard years ago, and you know, a hundred pounds would be worth that same amount in gold. And that thing that from years and years ago, whereas cryptocurrency, it has no intrinsic value. So it's just it's on the belief <laughs> that it's almost going to be worth something, and there's more yeah, hype yeah. around it. People buy it because they think it has value, but because everybody thinks it has value, then it has value. And you know, maybe there'll be a day when people stop thinking it. And that's one of the reasons why. Bitcoin is so volatile. I mean, it's gone up massively over the years. Like it's in terms of a, a financial asset, it has gone up and up and up, but it's very volatile with huge spikes up and down in its value. And that's because yeah. you can have like individuals sway the price on it. I know you, Liam, you were telling me a, a story, right? I, you, well, people have probably heard this story, but maybe not everybody. So Elon Musk off of Tesla has got lots of sway, right? What he says, people start believing to, you know, as, and rightly so, you know, he's super, super successful. The, on the down low, they secretly, didn't they? They secretly invested or bought 1.5, was it 1.5 or $1.4 billion worth of Bitcoin yep. in January 21. And then in February 21, told everybody that they had done that. Now, the minute they told everybody they had done that, the value of the Bitcoin jumped nearly 20%. So that $1.5 billion suddenly became $1.8 billion just because he'd announced that that's what they'd done with it. So he made $300 million for doing, well, it feels like nothing. But I mean, if Elon Musk wants to come on here and tell us why it worked, then by all means, somebody but, hashtag him and let's see if we can get him on. Do you want to know um, something that I'd read about it is that in relation to, to Tesla, is that they made more money with their buying a Bitcoin and it soaring up in value than what they did in selling cars in the whole of 2020. <laughs> it's just not a surprise, but they didn't have to do anything. It's just, that's, that's, that's when you're talking about the volatility of the price. If, yeah. if one day he were to come out and say, Bitcoin is stupid, or worthless, yeah. it would become worthless or it would just drop in value. You know, um, if he were to bet that Bitcoin dropped, you know, he might know. He what, is that insider dealing? I don't know. <laughs> if he were to bet that it dropped in value and then six weeks later came out and said as much, then it would. I, I don't think at the moment you're able to short Bitcoin, which is betting that it goes down, which is why it's it's just got this continual rise because it it then just appeals to optimistic investors. Um, who will then just always just think, oh, it's going to keep on going up and up. What yeah. was the other thing in, in terms of Bitcoin, Liam, about there's only 21 million units, isn't there, that could it could ever possibly have? Yeah, yeah. This this is where, you know, I'd be quite happy for someone to come on and just explain this to us. When it was um, first set up, in, in its programming, there are only ever going to be allowed 21 million Bitcoins. Now, the Bitcoins only come from these miners validating transactions right so every time they validate a transaction they get some bitcoin the amount that they get paid halves 
every four years. Okay. And actually, online, there's a Bitcoin countdown. And it tells you, it's like a thousand days from now, it's going to half. Okay. So the minute they're getting, I don't know, six Bitcoins for every transaction they verify. Yep. Um, and then it will become three and one and a half and so on and so on and so on. And there's so far, they've mined about 18 million Bitcoin. Eight, I think it might be 18 and a half million Bitcoin. Yep. So there's... So it's 3 million to go, which sounds like, oh, it'll be done by tomorrow. But because they're halving it every four years, it's actually going to take about 100 years at the rate we're going to uh, finish mining the Bitcoin. Yes. Um, yeah. And I, I, so yeah, I read that that was, that was maybe based on today's computational power, and it might actually speed up if computers continue to get quicker and quicker. But yeah, you're, we're still a long way off, like you say, going from 18 and a half to, to 21 million units. And, and, and that's us only talking about Bitcoin. Um, um, I mean, everything I read and watched this week, I didn't really watch anything on anything other than Bitcoin. So, I, you know, there's that doggy coin or whatever it's called. And altcoin was the second one. And I don't really know much about that. So, you know, if you're listening and you know something about it, by all means, let us know. And, uh, <laughs> but there's, you know. there are thousands of cryptocurrencies that are available and out there for, for people to trade. So people have since seen that Bitcoin has come about and... They've maybe seen that there are ways to improve it or make it quicker. Yeah. And so they've come yeah. up with their own versions of cryptocurrencies, which is why there are thousands of ones out there. But just, yes. just coming back to its value, so that in, in economic terms, it's usability and scarcity, I think. Um, so I did an economics degree. Usability and, usability and scarcity drives value. And so the scarcity is people knowing that there's a limit to how many there will be. Yeah. What is yeah. missing at the moment in terms of that real value is the usability. Um, so if, Which, if Tesla all of a sudden starts saying they'll accept Bitcoin for their cars, yeah. then yeah. then it will. Yeah, people will see that there is a real value in it, and they can actually exchange proper things for it. And it will go up in more value, and Tesla will make more money. All they got to do is announce they'll accept it, and so they got more money. Exactly. Right. Nice. That's pretty cool. So, got a name for it. The two guys, one topic takeaway. (laughs) The two guys. So just a little fact, something that you might remember, so that if you were sitting in the pub having a pint and somebody mentioned Bitcoin or cryptocurrency or the blockchain, you might be able to go, oh, got a little fact for you. And when they ask you, make sure you tell them you listen to this pod. So do you want to go first? Yeah, I can tell you. So my two guys, one topic takeaway this week is... On the 18th of May, 2010, there was someone called Laszlo on Reddit asked if anyone was willing to sell him a pizza for 10,000 Bitcoins. So you've got to remember, this is back in 2010. It hadn't been around too long. This is the world's most expensive pizza ever because at today's rate, that pizza would cost around $500 million, which is <laughs> mental. Imagine being Laszlo <laughs> now and thinking, geez, I gave 10,000 coins away for yeah, a yeah. pizza. Yeah, but he might have had he might have had 30,000, so he might be sitting <laughs> on a billion, so it don't matter. All yeah, right. so that, that's my well, two guys one topic takeaway. What's your two guys one topic takeaway? So we were saying earlier about the Bitcoin mining and that it's vast, vast computer networks having to do this. If you If you took the whole Bitcoin mining network, so every computer or I don't know, server, I don't know how that works, all of them together, mining these Bitcoins over and over again, trying to get these Bitcoins to come out. They, they, they consume so much electricity in a year that if they were ranked as a country, they would be the 40th 
highest wow. user of electricity in the world. There are only 39 <laughs> countries that use more electricity than the Bitcoin mining network. Um, nice. Yeah. I like that. Unbelievable. Good. good work. So, uh, good. yeah, I mean, I was thinking of mining some Bitcoin on my little computer here, but it turns out it's, it's unlikely. Or I, I meant to say this earlier because it's just a quick maths thing. The chance of actually successfully getting this code, getting the hash and solving, and solving the, the Bitcoin, solving this problem is one in six trillion. So you have super no chance. So. <laughs> nice. Well, I think we should probably wrap anyway. it up then. So what after, after a week of research and going through it, Compared to your starting point to, to where you are now, what, what are your opinions after the research? Right. On a very simple, scratch the surface level, I think I understand it a little bit more. I definitely, I definitely know more, a little bit more about it. But, I mean, I could, you, could, you could really research this for years, I reckon. Um, could you so, hold a conversation with someone about Bitcoin? Yes, if yeah. my wife decided to run away and I had to meet a new in-law at the pub, <laughs> I would be, and he, he happened to be a Bitcoin investor, I might be able to get part, you know, I might be able to talk to him for about half a pint's worth, yeah. something like that. Nice. You know, five so you, minutes, maybe. So it's, it's, it's work then. It's work. You know, you could hold yeah. a conversation with someone about, about crypto. Yeah, I think I could. So I, at least I know now, I knew some buzzwords and I know a little bit behind what those buzzwords are now and like you say we've it, within a week we've been able to scratch the surface of this you could go really deep and really technical but um yeah i've i've really enjoyed it and it's i could definitely hold a conversation now i think lovely all right then great stuff upwards and onwards if uh yeah if anyone wants to get in get in touch with us about this please do um we'd love to hear from you otherwise thank you very much for listening definitely yeah thanks everybody um, yeah, thanks very much for listening. We hope you enjoyed it as much. Hey, as get out there and share some knowledge. All right, everybody, thanks for listening. You get out there, share some knowledge. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode or any suggestions of things you think we could have added. Um, if you want to get involved, contact us on Twitter, Instagram at Two Guys One Topic. Thank you very much. We'll see you next week. <laughs>